I spent some time in California back in the 2000s, and I thought myself drifting and hanging out with the Hollywood crowd because you know, they, 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 they thought, oh man, you know, he's a cool cat, he sings, and I thought, this could be kind of fun, you know? After DC Talk began an extended break, and before he joined the Newsboys, Michael Tate spent some time in Hollywood exploring his options there. Man, that side is so dark. It's so decadent. So hungry for what they don't know they need and want, that God-shaped hole. And I left there beat, depressed, worn out, and through. Had to fall, had to fall apart to find that you love me even after I am a disaster and everything is shattered on the Michael Tate is our guest on this episode of GPS, God, People, Stories. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. In this interview, Michael talks about his experiences with DC Talk and the Newsboys, plus the lesson he learned while chasing fame in Hollywood. Then, Billy Graham shares a thought on the danger of pursuing fame and wealth. Have you ever seen a hearse on the way to the cemetery? And a U-Haulet trailer behind? You can't take it with you. You'll hear more from Billy Graham later on. There's also more about dealing with what Michael Tate calls the God-shaped hole in your heart at this website, findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. GPS. God. People. Stories. DC Talk and the Newsboys are two of the most popular, most successful, and most influential bands in Christian music. And Michael Tate has been a key player in both, a humbled key player. How often does a boy get to join the two biggest bands in our industry and be successful in them? Total God thing. I mean, oh, thank you, Jesus. Michael grew up in the inner city of Washington, D.C., four blocks northeast of the U.S. Capitol building. My dad was a cab driver and a pastor of, he started inner city churches in D.C. My mom uh, was a OSHA worker, the baby of nine kids and, uh, I'm the baby of nine kids, five sisters, three brothers, and just a blessed life. I always say to grow up in the inner city with parents that were together was a blessing, but parents together and believers was a miracle for a little black kid like me. In that home, we knew we were safe to be young enough to dream, find the faith to believe. Miracles, opportunities, blessings, call them what you want. But Michael clearly sees the hand of God on his childhood. We were poor as dirt. We were so poor we called it Poe. And my dad was adamant about getting us a Christian education. There was a school called Riverdale Baptist. Never forget in Upper Marlboro, Maryland. And uh, my dad begged, borrowed, and stole. Never really stole, but he begged and borrowed. <laughs> and uh, uh, Pastor Fitzpatrick, who ran the school, the chancellor, uh, he said, I'll give you a cut. So at seventh grade, I left D.C. public schools in seventh grade. And went to a mostly all-white school. One of the only chocolate drops in the building. And uh, that school changed God, and that school changed my life. Sent me on a course to go to Liberty. I met Toby Mac. We started DC Talk. I got into music. Just a total God thing. It was also at Riverdale Baptist High School that Michael made his faith in Christ his own. It happened during a guest speaker's message on the subject of hell. Michael knew that his parents' faith was not going to save him. So at 17, he said, Jesus, I'm yours. A few years earlier, Michael began discovering his interest in music. I was about 12 or 13 years old, and I ran across a singer named Nat King Cole. 
unforgettable. That's what you are. Love that guy. Love that guy. And so my dad's pretty strict on music. So it was Nat King Cole, Frank Sinatra, maybe some Barbra Streisand or some, or Johnny Mathis, but it was nothing like, you know, just had to sneak out and get the Rolling Stones and Cool in the Gang and Michael Jackson. Just a minute ago, Michael said his high school set him on a course to go to Liberty. That's Liberty University in Lynchburg, Virginia. And that's where Toby Mac, or future DC Talk co-founder Toby McKeon, as he was known back then, had already been attending for a year. Toby was also from the Washington, D.C. area. He'd grown up in the Virginia suburbs. We went to rival high schools. I went to Riverdale. He went to Bethlehem. And he played on the basketball team, and I was in the choir, so we didn't really cross paths. But boy, was there an explosion of friendship and a quick friendship when we met at Liberty, our freshman year. He was a sophomore, I was a freshman. And uh, we dormed together and we started DC Talk. Oh, you dormed together? We dormed together. Accidentally? No, we had had, had to get permission. Usually singers were separate from the athletes but they put us together and toby and i were just we're two pieces in a pot man just the best of buds i love him so much and who knew that all these years later dc talk would spawn so many younger bands and music and toby mack and me with newsboys and solo stuff it changed christian music it changed christian music yes it did So how did it all start? Well, I met Toby, and we became fast friends. Uh, I was singing in churches, and he was uh, you know, doing his golf thing. So I, had, I hired him to come out really unprepared and uneducated in the area, but be my road manager, quote, close, quote, and uh, to uh, run sound for me, which was pretty much a debacle. <laughs> Thank God, Toby, you found your calling, because that was not it. But uh, we did that. And uh, we did a couple shows around the summertime, you know. We'd, we'd go out and do shows, you know, churches. And at nighttime, I would ask the pastor and I, the congregation, I'd be like, you guys want to hear a little rap? The pastor goes, oh, I'll, I'll say, come on, pastor. And we chorus the pastor. Oh, until, until we come up, we did a song called Heaven Bound. Heaven Bound. Don't you know I'm heaven bound? Heaven Bound. Reaching for that higher ground. Totally just like corny, corny, corny. Looking back now. But it got us started. And one thing led to another. And here we are uh, at Liberty playing, you know, on, on the stage. And we sold CDs around campus. Not CDs, back then it was cassettes. We sold cassettes around campus and people freaked out. So all of a sudden, we get a summer tour booked with PTL. Doing PTL, the water park, and all these different shows around, around the country. And uh, 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 we meet Kevin. People say I'm strange. Does it make me a stranger? That my best friend was born in a that's Kevin Max, the third man of the DC Talk Trio. We knew Kevin, but we're like, oh, I like that guy in the band, you know, you know what's he like? Heard his voice, an amazing voice, let's put him in the band. DC Talk was born, because until that point, it was DC Talk, Toby Mac by himself, and the one-way crew, and I was the one-way crew, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so then we added Kevin, we were called a DC Talk, period. That was in 1987. Over the next 10 or 11 years, the band recorded five major studio albums and won four Grammy Awards. They also performed at about 20 Billy Graham Crusades. That's something that Michael says is one of the highlights of his career. In 2000, the guys announced that they were taking a break from DC Talk to pursue solo projects. Then, eight or nine years later, Michael Tate gets a phone call. It's from the Newsboys manager. He tells Michael that Peter Furler is wanting to step down as the band's lead singer, and would Michael help them out? And I said, okay, I'll come in for a few shows, you know. I had no idea. He wanted me to take over the band and lead the band the music and all, and I thought, man, this is good. I want to do this again. Yeah. 
And you know how hard it is to do a band, obviously, where the leasing was gone. Very seldom do they last. They end up being like, more like karaoke. Yeah. They last for a minute, the, the big splash. And especially and a band like Newsboys. Yes. It was just so Distinct. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Peter Frohler said, Tate, when you join Newsboys, he goes, I think you're going to take us to higher heights and further we ever could have gone. And to God's glory, I'm humble. It has been just that. God's not dead. He's surely alive. He's living on the inside, rolling like a lion. Today, Michael is super quick to give all the glory to God. But he did open up with us about a time when he was beginning to be more concerned about his own glory than God's. I spent some time in California working with Clive Davis and some stuff. I worked with uh, Santana. And this was in between my solo records and Newsboys back in the 2000s. And I thought myself drifting and hanging out with the Hollywood crowd because they, 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 they thought, oh, man, you know, he's a cool cat. He sings. And I thought, this could be kind of fun, you know? Man, that side is so dark. It's so decadent. So hungry for what they don't know they need and want that God-shaped hole. And I left there beat, depressed, worn out, and through because I'd chased the proverbial, you know, the, I, the, the what do you call it? Not, not the Almighty Dog, but the fame thing. I thought, you know what? Well, out of DC talk, I'm in the pop market, and I'm going to make this big old pop record. I'm going to be something famous. And I often say, LA will either eat you, you choose a side, or side will choose you. And I chose a side, not beating up LA or DC or, or, or Vegas, but I knew that was not the place for me. And I left that place in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bit of a stupor. A bit of a bit of, yeah. bit of a, a law. I said, God, if you can use me, I'm still available, you know. And I prayed, and God brought news boys my way. They needed me, and I needed them. Have you ever been in that place where Michael was, wondering if God can still use you, if He's still willing to use you? Well, He can, and He wants to. The first step is the same as it was for Michael Tate, and for all of us. That's to humbly acknowledge your need for Jesus. You can find out more at findpeacewithgod.net. That's findpeacewithgod.net. In just a minute, Michael Tate shares a story about a visit he had with Billy and Ruth Graham. You're listening to GPS, God, People, Stories, a podcast production of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Have you ever seen a hearse on the way to the cemetery and a U-Haul trailer behind? You can't take it with you. Billy Graham. Jesus said, one soul is worth the whole world. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? The whole Bible is concerned with the saving and developing of the soul in many ways. The Lord is long-suffering to us with not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Notice that. God is not willing that you should ever perish. God doesn't want you to be lost. He wants you to be saved so much so that He gave His Son on the cross for your sins. Tonight, you can repent of your sin. That word repent means to say, Lord, I have sinned and you're willing to turn from your sin. God will have to help you to turn. You can't turn by yourself. You don't have the strength to. 
but he'll help you. Yes, there is hope, help, and strength in Jesus Christ. Now, that's the message that Billy Graham preached at his crusades around the world for seven decades. And at about 20 of those crusades, DC Talk performed before Mr. Graham went on stage. And then there was this time after a crusade. I remember one time Billy and Ruth were at were dinner, and Ruth said, uh, Ruth said to me, she goes, Michael, you and Toby and the boys, she goes, y'all stock the pond so Billy can go fishing. I said, what's that, Ms. Graham? She goes, well, she goes, you know, y'all bringing the people. I said, honey, he does it well all by himself. We're just happy to be here. And we are very happy to have had Michael Tate as our guest on this episode of GPS, God People Stories. Find us on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Jim Kirkland. And I'm Phil Fleischman. Thank you for listening. GPS is an outreach of the Billy Graham Evangelistic Association. Always good news. Yes, sir.